Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Reject Rundown Podcast. This episode is Rejects in the Booth Wrestling Edition. Now, that means I got to have old man RJ join me to talk about wrestling because he's the it guy, like always, to kind of chime in with me on what's happening in wrestling. So, old man RJ, you on the mic. Say what's up to the peeps. Well, uh, Reject, uh, you guys had a really cool new year. Uh, as Tui just said, this is old man RJ. I am also a big fan. I've been wrestling fans since I was a little guy. So, glad to jump in, uh, into this version of a sports, um, talk show we got going on. What's it called? Wrestling Edition. Rejects in the booth, man. Rejects in the booth, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not here so much, man. I forget that we have this one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You're right. We do the, you're more the other guy that jumps in the other stuff. But we gotta talk about this. But, before we move on forward, that, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's summer. But as always, you guys, before we move on to certain topics at hand, you know, parental advisory is advised as always. There will be some vulgar language here and there, but not too much. We try to keep it somewhat clean. But, you know, just to be on the safe side, we want to, you know, be safe, but also warn you guys ahead of time. So, parents, if you're listening around your kids, please be safe. Tell them earmuffs. Put them over the ear. You know, FYI, kids, if you're listening in front of your parents, tune down the mic a little bit. It's going to be, you know, some bogus here and there. We don't want you getting in trouble. We don't want to get in trouble. We want to make sure this stays nice and safe. All right? So, moving along as moving on to the topic at 10. Day one happened earlier today on Peacock with WWE. Obviously, we got some interesting stories that go on ahead. We found out. Roman Reigns received positive results on his COVID test, all right? This kind of changes things. It gives an audible to what happened with Brock Lesnar because obviously there was a storyline for Brock Lesnar going against Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Um, What does this do? Puts him in the match with Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and Brock Lesnar himself. Now, otherwise, where does this affect the rest of the, you know, the storyline? You would say, old man RJ, where do you think this is kind of affecting the most? Seth Rollins. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what were you trying to prove with having Biggie win the belt? 
True. I mean, he even lost against Roman Reigns when they did the Survivor Series, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah, so it's like they kind of already setting him up to lose, per se, and not really have him a great defending champion. I think that's... I agree with you on the sense of it does a disservice to Big E the most because it's like you put the title on him, I think, at that point to get the fans on your bandwagon. You know, God forbid what's been happening at WWE has been horrible. Um, the, the crap that's been going on there has been really hitting the fan, okay? And fans are noticing the most. And I, I guess with this, in this case scenario, they end up just giving Big E the title, get fans to, you know, get back on the wagon to cheer for them one more time, to be somewhat excited, to be like, oh, my God, they're finally thinking they're with their brains. But, again, you know, here's, again, another uh, another audible and another bad audible at that to put the title on Brock Lesnar. And, yes, I give it – it was a good match. It was a good fatal five-way match. I think you can – I guess – I don't know if you watched it, Oh Man RJ, but I saw it a little earlier. I had to, re, you know – Rewind it a bit and kind of rewatch it, and uh, it was decent. It was a good match. I mean, they they put on a good show, but again, it just I mean to have Brock Lesnar win, it's again like you said, it does a disservice to Big E, and it's like where do we go from here? You know, what do you think? As always. There you go. Okay. Yeah, it's good. See, here you go. Oh, man, RJ, this is what we're talking about. This is a good... I would yeah, I would agree with that. I agree with that. There are a bunch of jackasses on the table, and they don't know what they're doing. You know, the story plot, it just doesn't set up. It's like, it's like you're not setting up the proper stones to put in place for it to, to look good or to make sense. Like... You know, I think that's always been the case in the last five years with this company. Maybe even more than that. Ten years, probably. You know? We can ar- we can argue about that. One question I have for you is, I mean, okay, out of all the wrestlers out there, the only one who's ever had such a small range would be both the Miz and Kate. They've had, like, the shortest range in wrestling history. The Miz had... Like a one night rate type of thing, and Kane had a one night rate himself. Yeah. But, you know, Kane went on to still be a big monster, you know. True. Have more big matches and main events. Yeah. Of course, has men, you know, he, he's had main events, he's had title pictures in there, like, he, he's not gonna go anywhere. Look at what happened with Kofi, Kane's the one that's about, look what happened with Big E, one, you know, a lot of his stuff too, like, Kofi and Big E lose their belt. Right. 
where did they go at? Like, where is Big going after this, knowing that Kofi had the same situation happen to him? Yeah, very the only true. The difference is that Big actually put on a fight compared to Kofi. Yeah, exactly. Especially back again. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Kofi lose it to Brock? Oh, see, there you go. You're right. Okay. I don't know. That's true. Yes, very good. It's that it's that question of why, you know, exactly. That diversity when it comes to that prestige title, that main title for the company, and yet what what's going on with it? You know, what are you doing in the name of these guys? And especially with their face on there, the merchandise, the people that cheer for the most, like how are you really putting them out there like that? And for you to have an idea like this and say that's a good idea it just goes to show that your brain cells ain't working at a strong point as they should they're not clicking good enough and whoever you have around at your table obviously it just seems like they're yes men yes boss yes a mess yes a master it's gonna work master it's it's gonna be great master it's gonna be big bucks yes no 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 it's not it's messing up man they're messing it all up I don't like it, old man. I don't like it at all. It's not good. Seamus. Yeah, sadly enough. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, for us, you know, to finally have a champion in, you know, um, now not the correct term, but like a bike champion or a Mexican champion, like stuff like that. Any champion who's not just the common champion you've had for years, yeah. you need somebody of that message, that background. True. Very true. Champion, and you know, let's let's be brand the way we look at champions. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's true. Now, what um, where do you think this lays in with now with Roman Reigns and the Universal title? Where does this leave with that picture? There you go. That, I think that's where uh, that kind of leads on to the next thing at hand. What was just said a little while ago, what's running through social media is that Goldberg at the point right now does have one final match on his contract before he's done with WWE. So that leads to the big picture at hand from way, if I'm not mistaken, last year's WrestleMania or last year's time frame, um, you know, where Roman Reigns stepped away from the company for some odd reason in the midst of a... Oh, oh, was if it was was it for COVID? Yeah, he didn't. They weren't testing. I think they weren't gonna be testing for COVID or something like that. Uh huh. And Roman being, uh, you know, having to fight Kenya, he's like, you know, he can't risk it. And gotcha. And I think they were not really backing them up on it. That they were really, if I was, yeah, I think what you're talking about, like they were really adamant on what his choice was. Like he was choosing himself over the company. You know what I mean? And they weren't happy about that. So at that point, backs away from the match against Brock Lesnar. I'm um, Brock Lesnar. See, look at me. <laughs> uh, Bill Goldberg, Goldberg. Right. And um, it kind of, we lost our chance there. It was, according to Bill Goldberg, that was something he wanted. He wanted a match with Roman. He felt that it would have been a good match between the two. That would have been his possibly final match that he wanted to have. And it would have been done with. You know what I mean? And I guess this could be that. His final match, his final hurrah, and it could be it could be against Roman Reigns. But let's be honest. Do we really think if this were to happen that Roman Reigns would lose the title against Bill Goldberg? What do you think about that? No, I think if anything, if Goldberg was to face Roman Reigns, this would be more of a like they'll probably force the retirement on him. Right. Building Reigns uh, more as a tribal chief you know like i just defeated goldberg and blah 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 so oh so they can basically be the whole undertaker story too as well like huh i basically almost put out the real undertaker out and i'm also pulling now the bill goldberg out okay so now he could you know do more bragging like uh, being like the head of the table the main dog of the yard now Right. Okay. And there's like little builds to like I'm saying there's no one else to beat, and there's very ways to go. Uh, WWE, if you want to make things right with what you just done recently, you have somebody win the rumble and have them change and trade at WrestleMania for the belt and give them a proper win at WrestleMania, which would be Big E. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be an interesting thing because Big E, you guys pretty much smacked them all around and said, here, I want you to lose here, I want you to lose here, and I want you to lose here. Yeah. Mistreating them completely. True. I would like for it to go back to how it was before with the whole instinct of whoever wins the Royal Rumble, he's going to be challenging against all three 
you know, major titles. So back then, if you remember, when when uh, Batista got BCW. it, when Batista won, no, when Batista won it, it would be he was go- either going to challenge the Undertaker for the title, he was either going to challenge Bobby Lashley for the ECW, or no, he was Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker won the Rumble, and he had a choice of John Cena, Bobby Lashley, or Batista. I think Batista did the same thing too, or he had a contract, or it might have been a contract with Raw or SmackDown then with Batista. Excuse yeah. me. Well, okay. Batista, was, if he won, he was going to face John Bradshaw Lakefield or Triple H. Okay, there you and go. They made that whole storyline of like, uh, you know, since he won, you're gonna, you know, why don't you go after JBL? Look what he did to you. And they were like trying to make them go after JBL the whole time. Okay. It turned out to be Triple H doing all those things for him, so they ended up facing each other. Okay. Thanks. I actually like that idea. It should be a common thing. Like, you know, right now you have Ron SmackDown. The right. winner of the Rumble should be able to like go out there and like the following night, uh, like make anticipation between yeah. probably like, a two or three week anticipation. Mm-hmm. And build up and make it look like, you know, who are you going to face? Right. And after the third week, you know, we finally get, oh, I'll face Roman Reigns or something, or I'll face Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of sets, it, it gives it a good setup storyline for it to pass by after Royal Rumble. Obviously, after Royal Rumble, there's a pay-per-view. Before, it used to be Elimination Chamber. I don't think that's best for the company. I think they... Actually, I like that idea. You know why? They messed up the whole concept of Elimination Chamber afterwards. I started liking the concept that they created after the world title match, where they had, uh, like, let's say, the Romo winner already had his match on. So they started using the Elimination Chamber to build the challenger for the other world title. Whoever won that chamber match will face off against the other world champion. For the other title contester. But here's my problem with the Elimination Chamber, though, John. Uh, oh, man, RJ. I think uh-huh. the <laughs> the okay, Anthony, tell me what's the problem with the elimination chamber while we're at it. <laughs> what I have the issue with the elimination chamber <laughs> is the fact that you know you it's a, it's a brutal style of a match, so it's hard for it to look realistic. This is why I think they should have kept elimination chamber at SummerSlam or or before it or yeah, exactly. Like, Right, because build, it's like uh, use SummerSlam. I mean, use a chamber to build your uh, SummerSlam match. There you go. I think only because at least this way, WrestleMania is uh, obviously the big, you know, the it thing, the it pay per view that everyone needs to stay healthy and get to in order to put on a phenomenal WrestleMania moment. Right, that's the big key yeah. in the hierarchy to kind of for all wrestlers. Right, so. For you to put this type of style of a paper of a you know event, as well as like match to go ahead and carry on to WrestleMania, you don't feel like most of the wrestlers are going to give it their all in a sense of you know put their bodies at risk and try to make a good show or anything like that because it's like you want to make it to WrestleMania, you know what I mean? And it's a risk that they're willing that they're putting themselves out there as far as the company's concerned to kind of you know. Put the wrestler at risk, mess up, get get injured, and then you mess up your WrestleMania plans. Because that's where I feel like the development has been the problem. Because they're not thinking of that. They're thinking of, oh, it's going to be a cool event. We're going to put these guys out there. You're going to have a good match. You'll be 
you'll be fine, you'll be safe, nothing's going to happen, and move on. Like, you got to be like, what if? You know, yes, that's also, you know, meaning, let's say they just put on a general pay-per-view or uh, uh, event even before then, but at least this way it's something entertaining enough, but also less of a high risk on, on that standpoint. You know what I mean? That's why I always wanted... The Elimination Chamber moved from in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Move it out of there. Put it somewhere in the beginning to lead up to either SummerSlam, Survivor Series, or some. I would even put it in Survivor Series because you're going to survive. It's the whole. It's your your team versus your team and stuff like that, or the big five guys between the big six guys or whatever, between both sides of raw and SmackDown, you put him in there in the chamber and you got to survive, survive. You know what I mean? Like who will be the final guy type of thing like that. So it makes sense there. I've always felt it needed to go there, but you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just those type of I little it's changes. Not a bad idea. They did a SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series chamber match. Mm-hmm. They could, uh, they could build it up as, like, winner takes um, the trophy for their team. You there know? you like, go. Right. It could be, like, a brand, cross-brand championship like they used to do back in the day in, uh, in bragging rights. Exactly. So it's like you can definitely have a solo versus champion versus champion like you've been having lately for the last couple of years. Champion versus champion. And then also the rest of the squad, what are the rest of the squad going to end up doing? Well, put them in an elimination chamber. Let the last survivor survive. Put them in there. And there you go. It puts it out there. You know what I mean? It just sets it up for a situation like that for the company. Which, I mean, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. You know what I mean? Um, But I guess at this hand right now, the standpoint is, obviously, we're thinking that Roman's going to go against Goldberg title contention see how that goes and then royal rumble we'll have to we'll talk a little bit more before that about royal rumble to kind of see where they're at with their matches and yeah. what they plan to do with the storyline but you and know one thing i want to bring up uh sorry i know you want to jump into the next topic but you know there's a match that we could use to develop uh a challenger for the other champion at wrestlemania and it doesn't have to be a world title match it used to be for that though but this could be still the same name. It could still be called the Championship Scramble. Yeah. But it could be for the contract to WrestleMania to face the other champion. If you get on saying. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, you know, you have a time limit. These guys are facing each other. You know, they're pinning each other left and right. You know, this guy is going to face the main. This guy is going to uh, challenge the champion. No, this guy is. Yeah. After the time runs out, whoever's left, you know, whoever's left, as the challenger, like whoever wins, becomes the challenger for the other champion. That'd be a pretty good concept for a championship scramble. Okay, you know, yeah, I could be down with that. It's all, you know, what I mean. It's all what I always like about these, and I think where it kind of makes sense, and what it makes sense is that the wrestlers that they involve them with. You know what I mean? Is which wrestler they're gonna put in the midst of it to kind of make it sense towards you know that type of style of match. So I, I would go with that. And it's less painful, like, you know, you don't have to worry about these wrestlers getting injured at all right. because it's just a, you know, championship scramble match. They face each other, get, you know, you guys will get a pin here and there. Yeah. And it's like, you're so close to the main, like, the next championship 
opportunity so everyone's family to see who gets that opportunity yeah can you imagine yeah. how crazy that is and how cool it'll be to see that yeah that does set it up pretty good it does set it up pretty well so uh you know we got a couple minutes left on the on the thing and stuff like that at the moment right now at this point mm-hmm. um what i would like to kind of and for you guys is for developing story at hand old man rj has a developing story which we're not going to talk about now we're going to discuss at a later time frame but we want to let you know what's coming up so go ahead the old man rj talk about it so what I was reading recently, and it's been going around all social media, is that uh, Russell is known as Big Bull. It's a very um, girl in AEW. Um, she made a complaint about, you know, she was let go of AEW recently. She talked about she was fired, I guess. But um, she talked about how, like, the reason why she didn't like AEW is that she felt that they weren't being very diverse at all. <laughs> so... And Tony Khan replied by saying, you know, you're, um, it wasn't that we're not diverse. It's the fact that we let you go because you weren't living up to your standards of what we wanted you to love and live up to. Like, so that, you know, it's definitely a good argument to look into and see, you know, one question to Tony Khan is what are the standards we have, you know, because most of the guys you see around here, you know, who do you really have in the title picture? Because, is it really diverse or not in your area? So yeah, that's that's just a common question that's going around it. That's uh that's became a topic with AEW just as we've had with WWE. Okay. All right. All right, fans. Well you guys hear it there. You know, we're gonna look into a little bit more and more detail, see what they come coming out with social media, of course, keep an eye on the news. And uh well I think we'll discuss this next week, if anything, in the next episode and uh see where it's developed with. But it's an interesting topic to get on hand and a good story to discuss here at the Reject Rundown. So I like it. I like it, old man. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. For me, Tony the Kid, I appreciate you guys for joining in Rejects in the Booth Wrestling Edition. I guess this will be our first one of many. Uh, but as always, you know, take care, be safe. Remember to follow us on Reject Rundown. Look us up on look us up on Google. Google us. We're all, all over the social media platforms, and uh, you'll see us there. Oh, man, RJ, got something to say for the fans before we dip? Yeah, be ready for the road to WrestleMania. And as always, the road to Reject Mania. We're going to hopefully tell you the kid is down for We're going to come back with Reject Rumble Part 2, oh. which will be taking place for uh, the Royal Rumble for uh, the, 2000, the 1992, 2012, and 2002, of course. So, man, 92, 2002, and 2012 Royal Rumbles. Yeah. And we're building up to WrestleMania 8. 18 and 28 like what would what changes we would have done in those areas uh based on just the main event picture and some mentioned within them so we'll see what comes up yeah that show is not going to be around until probably a week or two before the royal rumble itself very good so we'll probably we'll do it with our royal rumble guessing episode anyway that could work out yeah i'm done with that okay all right all right old man sounds so good Sounds good. Maybe, I guess uh, I'll just say my goodbye and I'll tell you to close it out this time. <laughs> All, All right. right, Rejects. As always, it's been a pleasure talking to y'all. Uh, stay safe out there. You know, try it. If you feel like you got a cop or anything, go get tested. Check it out, you know, uh, because 
you don't know who you could affect. Agreed. All right, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. Have fun. Yep. And don't try this at home. Very good. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, as always, guys, y'all be safe. Take care. Like old man RJ said, you know, um, things are kind of kicking in again with COVID, you know, another time frame for the season. But we want to make sure you guys stay safe. So make sure you guys get tested. If there's any symptoms you're starting to feel, body aches, chills, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? As normal, if you're not feeling good, that up to like your normal par, you would say, get tested just to be safe. Get that out of your brain cells. Get that away from anything. So that way you're safe as well as the people you're around. Stay safe and no one gets sick in all this. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Is everyone keeping each other safe and us being safe as well. So uh, you guys take care of yourselves. Y'all see you guys on the next episode.